Greetings, heroes and Force users of all ages, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. As always, I'm Dino DeCandros, and I'm joined by my good friend, Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And Alyssa sadly could not be with us this week, but she is with us in spirit. As we talk about not one, but two episodes and two gigantic, impactful episodes at that of Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. This is part five, Shadow Warrior, directed by Dave Filoni and written by Dave Filoni. And part six, Far, Far Away, directed by Jennifer Getzinger and written by Dave Filoni and by God, we're Star Wars fans. And who you are or where you came from. I am Iron. But they smell bad. On the outside. It smells like a new corn here. Inside the Tauntaun, this is our opening song. Alyssa, Tandino, talking nerds stuff, come along. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe. Let's just get uh, no uh, no general feelings. We're just going to jump into. Um, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> we're going to go into chapter five. We're going to talk about chapter five, and then we're going to talk about chapter six. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And, um, there's just so, so much to talk about. Literally, there's. Just, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like we're starting because it's like. I feel like general thoughts are, are are just a waste of time at this point. No, at this point, I'm just going to general noises. I'm going to be like, yeah. woo, 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 woo. All right, yeah, yeah. Give me give me your general noise for... Yowie, wowie, wee, wee, wee. I, um, yeah, I, I was I was quite elated. Um, and honestly, I, I, like, both both episodes had such a different vibe. Yes. Um, and um, beautiful for for different reasons, but and I'm having. Do you a hard get the time. sense? Do you get the sense if if uh, you were a big Clone Wars fan, Chapter Five was just your speed, and if you were a big Rebels fan, Chapter Six was your speed. Yeah, it's funny yeah. you say that. I literally did not even think about that until now. But it, you're absolutely right. It was like we got a little Clone Wars, and then we got a little. I mean, not just a little, but a lot of Rebels. Right. Um, that's so interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was, um, they were both beautiful. They were beautiful. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you how much, I mean, I, we all knew that that uh, that What's-His-Face was coming. Um, Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Yeah, and, and, and he was perfect. So, yeah, uh, that, that's a good place to start because... Um, uh, a friend of mine who's a very, very, very casual Star Wars fan who hasn't watched any of Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, oh, I God. Guess I'm, no... I'm very curious about their opinions of the show. Well, they still haven't. But uh, the the reason I'm bringing this person up is because they mentioned seeing Hayden Christensen in some promotional material in the, mm. in the last week you know, since the episode came out. And he's like, well, I kind of thought, you know, in the in the the prequel movies, he was kind of a bad actor, and doesn't he get a rep for a rap for being a bad actor? And it's like, well, yeah, I, I suppose that was a uh, a common refrain, but I, I think it wasn't his fault. 
but I think as time has gone on, a lot a lot of people realize perhaps it was the writing and not so much the actor. And nothing has done more for that side of the argument than Chapter 5 of Ahsoka in demonstrating uh, that man's chops. Yeah. And what even even just a a tinge of more believable dialogue would do for his character. And, Absolutely. Uh, that w- it was so, so awesome. So maybe we should start um, with what you think he and the world between yeah, worlds world between is. Worlds. Yep. In, in this, in and this specific instance. And was for Ahsoka. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm sure you've done the same, and really anyone listening has probably, if if you're kind of a devout Star Wars fan, you've probably spent time on YouTube already listening to other people break down what they th- think happened. You know, was this actually Anakin? Was this a Force ghost? Mm-hmm. Or was it none of the above? Or a combination uh, of all the above. Or, oh yeah, or all of the above, or none of the above. Yeah. I think I fall into the category... I'm not sure I have a ton of evidence to back it up, but it, I, I think there's it, like one very large piece of evidence that backs up at least one theory. This felt a lot like uh, the dark side cave in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, totally. Where totally. Not, not 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 a one to one comparison because no. she, she's she's not she's not seeing her potential future, but right. So to but speak, kind of. Yeah, she, she she has options laid before. I think the whole point of the scene, as or at least Anakin, the fear like, of it, like right, you know, she's life like, or life or death, and sort of uh, the, the idea that she's shut off the like, she's shut out her feelings because she's afraid that it will lead to her being like Anakin. Right. So this 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 took on the the form of of that dark side cave to me in, yeah. in the sense that this was a, a a vision or an experience she needed to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, to set her on the right path, yeah, or, and and to warn her of of the the pitfalls. Um, I, in addition to that, I think it uh, it was her conscious consciousness's way of uh, saying, "Look, you got a lot of baggage, kiddo, and <laughs> and you cannot be the master to Sabine. You cannot think with clarity." You cannot solve this whole problem of Thrawn if you don't figure out your own crap. And how are you supposed to master a Padawan until you can master yourself? Uh, can I get an words. amen? <laughs> Not from me. You won't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, but I, th- I I do think this was uh, perhaps the Force itself intervening and saying, "Look." Um, You've you've had a hard life and you've barely gotten any time to actually unpack what has happened to you. I mean, she she was a what I think this episode did so well in incorporating uh, the Clone Wars sequences, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about ad nauseum, I'm sure. Oh my uh, god! But I think why the, those were so impactful is like, have you ever even through watching the entire animated series of Clone Wars, have you ever thought of Ahsoka in the light of being a child soldier? Yeah, absolutely. Like she's way too young to be experiencing these things. It's just. But like, I, but I don't think I've ever thought about it in those like uh, real world terms. Like when you hear oh. hear hear about child sol- ch- child soldiers in the news. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's a very disturbing. Image it's much more and... impactful to see like a real live action 
actual child like going into war like we saw and in I this think, episode. I yes. think Ahsoka <laughs> was was so like so obviously gifted in the Force and and amazing to watch in animation. Yeah, and and her rapport with Anakin is so sweet and tender, but also combative. Yeah. Like just a really great Endearing. dynamic. But here, here I felt disturbed. Like here it yeah. was like she she was. I mean, Anakin lays it out. She's like, teaching is not all it's cracked up to be. And now you got to decide either you fight or you die. And that's that's it. Yeah. Like, you don't get and to grow up. This, this is it. Kid, yeah, right. And this little poor little kid experiencing not just death, but like also the um, the pitfalls of like making choices as like, you know, a, not a, she wasn't technically a general, was she? No. But uh, no, no, I I, I mean, she rises she to did the rank command. of like commander at some right yes and and you know by having that power she also um has the power to make poor decisions that get people killed and living with that guilt it's like and if you and for if a you young watched... child oh my god for anybody yeah but, yes. but especially for a young child my god so seeing it in that light um and I know we got a taste of that in, in the Clone Wars cartoon, but like you said, like seeing it in live action just really brings it home. You're like, oh, this – I mean, it's obviously not real. It's not based off of a true story as much as I wish it was. Um, it still does bring a level of realism and, um, you know, empathy to the character. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you mentioned getting people killed. She references it uh, in this episode. You know, I got yeah. I got my squad killed. Well, in the animated Clone Wars very early on – uh, she's commanding a, a a small squadron of of fighters, and mm -hmm. she ignores uh, the commands from uh, the admiral, and and they all get killed. And, yeah. And she, here here you have this kid having to make on the fly real world decisions that affect people's lives, and and it goes back to the whole should I mean what are Jedi? Are they peacekeepers or are mm -hmm. they soldiers? And, right. Um. All that to be said, to to go back to what your original question was, I do I do think this was a, a all these like super pivotal moments in her. It was like, a virgence in the force that, but that forced her to confront the things she's done and and to like reckon the, with them and be okay with it at the end of the day. Instead of Jesus take the wheel, it was like force take the wheel, kind of yeah. in a sense. Yeah, and I I, I don't believe that was really Anakin. Um, I believe it was a form of him, as many forms of him. Um, sure. Uh, like you but, don't think it was a, like a necessarily a, like conscious. I like, don't think Anakin that was his ghost. Came, yeah, no. sure. No, and I, I, don't I, think so. I, um, the only, the only like, and and you could explain this away somehow with. I, I would like to hear what your thoughts are about it. Um, but a specific line that he says, and you probably know what I'm going to say. Um. When she says, I'm not going to fight you, you know, or, yeah. some, you know, and then he says, I've heard that before. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's like, but how if this is sort of a the force like, you know, coming to Ahsoka and through her uh, using her unconscious memories to, you know, have this sort of revelation um, that that particular memory is mm -hmm. something that she wouldn't be aware of unless, I mean, you know, <laughs> unless, you know, uh, uh, Luke 
Because, you know, we know that they, they've been talking unless, like, we yeah, sat yeah, yeah. her down. It was just like, let me tell you the whole story, every, word for word. Well, you know, that that that, that conversation with, with Anakin, I don't think her uh, her interactions with him, you know, on that on the the light bridge or whatever yeah. you want to call it, whatever they're standing on in the world between sure. worlds, I don't think that's necessarily a memory. I think it's 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 kind of the force acting out this uh 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 what's, like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, yeah, almost. It's a uh, just using Anakin as a a vessel, like the. I think of um... this is this is really kind of I you know that what first came what came to my mind um, is sort of like this is like the Star Wars version of uh, of the um, the Ghost of Christmas Past you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah but you know what it also it reminds me of that it, it came to me just now uh, uh, from Captain Marvel uh, the oh. the Kree high intelligence uh, what, what was it the uh, supreme oh. intelligence uh huh sure that would take the form of of something palatable to, yeah, uh, yeah 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 definitely maybe, maybe there's something of that at work yeah but i did i did think uh for a moment i mean you bring up a very good point that was a very nice touch for mm-hmm. for for this version of anakin to to be acknowledging his his son in a small small way but uh but what what what, what do you think this was well, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I'm, I think I mostly agree with you, um, because I do believe that, um, I, I, be- <laughs> I, I think it's, I don't think we're ever going to get a full explanation, which I'm very no. happy about. And Thank I think God. that's great. I think yes. they should keep it that way. I, um, if they do end up explaining it, I just hope it's explained in a really cool way. Yes. But the fact that there isn't, and the fact that we're having this discussion, just makes it that much more fun. Um, yes. Because it really could be numerous things. You like, and 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 anybody can be happy with their be like yeah. it was absolutely Anakin's Force Ghost, and like I, that makes me happy. You know if I mean? that brings oh, you peace, then then, then so be it. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, I think, yeah, it was, uh, um, I mean, I do believe that she actually like went somewhere mm-hmm. because the, 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 with the hints that we were getting from Jason, you know, um, yep. Hera's son, um, like, and also even Hera seemingly being able to hear something. The, yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. Whether it be the 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 lightsaber crashes like on the waves, yeah. you know. So so something was happening. It wasn't just like something that was happening. I mean, unless like maybe they were reaching out, like the force was reaching also into her subconscious and hearing those memories. Because yeah. I mean, I, the force, as we're learning in this show too, um, does lots of things that we don't even know yet. Like yeah. like obviously like. Uh, like being able to like remember memories of um, by just like touching items and things like that. Um, right. So um, you know, force echoes as they're called. I think. Yep. Um, uh, so yeah, maybe they're reaching into her subconscious, like into her head, like, um, or maybe they're actually reaching into the world between worlds. I don't know. I, I it's 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 a very curious thing. I love that we don't know a lot about what the world between worlds is. Um, I I do think it's more of a subconscious thing, but also I think that because 
I think the Force is using the memory of Anakin, but think that, like, technically when we die, we all become the Force. So I think that it is kind of Anakin, too, because, like, he's part of the Force. You know what I mean? Like, it's so it's like a little yeah. bit of both. But I think it's yeah. mostly her subconscious. It's just hard Does to reckon with Anakin. If we, if we went, say say we believed uh, the idea that this was, this was Anakin's uh, force ghost or, mm-hmm. or 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 that's how his ghost appears in the world between worlds it's a lot sure. more physical yeah that that means anakin was never truly redeemed just just ha- just the, the back and forth he has uh, oh well i mean you could explain that too and 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 this is why i think it was like so meticulously done because i and and i'm i'm i am curious if they did this purposefully so that you you could go either way because i I like you were saying it was sort of like this pantomime or or like this sort of performance. Um, uh, you could say that like if it really was Anakin's Force Ghost, this like back and forth that he was doing, he was performing. It was like very performative for for Ahsoka so that she could learn that lesson. You know what I mean? It's not like he wasn't like really like being evil and Sithy. He was like just hmm. showing her like, hey. This is look at look in the mirror. This is like what this is. This is what you're afraid of. Face it. You know what I mean? Because you're afraid of becoming this, you know. Um, yeah. But oh, and also, oh, my God, I just made me think about, um, uh, you know, in the beginning of the, the beginnings of the show, we were kind of talking about like um, Rosario Dawson's performance as Ahsoka and how like calm and collected and stoic and and you know we're just thinking okay yeah well she's she's older you know it makes sense that she would kind of but like this for the first time in this episode i i recognize that that there's a deeper meaning to that um that she's trauma trauma it's literal trauma she has shut herself off from her because she's this you know this this bubbly fun like you know exciting person and she really just like shut herself down um because she recognized that like all of these feelings leads to dark-sided thoughts so she's she's kind of living in fear of that um yeah so it's it's uh i think that that's part of why the force reached out to her like, Hey, Mm -hmm. remember those feelings? That was the thing that like made you, you. So like feel those feelings, but like, also don't be a dark side person. (laughs) Well, balance you idiot. And and that that's uh, another moment uh, is right near the end of that sequence where it kind of really made me think of the empire strikes back moment on Dagobah Mm. with, with Luke in the cave. And, uh, it's when she she disarms Anakin. It's the biggest love she, of the family. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, when she disarms Anakin and and it's holding the blade up to his throat, and then uh, her eyes become inflamed and yeah, uh, mirror kind of mirroring his, and for a, a very brief moment, she is succumbed to anger. And it reminds mm-hmm. me of Luke seeing his own face in Vader's helmet. Totally, it, it's 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 very much that. Um, which, yeah, it's it was a, it's a great great callback. It's poetry um, it rhymes. 
which which we'll talk about in episode six. They literally say that. Yes, yes, they do. They, they do. literally say there that. There was a lot of meta things in the in the six. I was like, okay, yes, um, yes, and I I loved all of it too. It wasn't like I did I, too. No, it wasn't it's... too on the nose. It was like no. if you're listening carefully, you're like, mm-hmm. mm. um, but uh, in this Clone Wars, uh, or the sequence of Clone Wars scenes, um, just Easter eggs. If you watched, uh, if you watched Clone Wars, it's likely so. She's dropped into that first battle, and she says it's one of our first missions. So we're not entirely right. sure which one this is. It mm-hmm. could be uh, Christophsis, which was the first time we ever see Anakin and. Ahsoka fighting together, I believe, in the Clone Wars movie. Um, there's there's another early one I was reading about was uh, on the planet Teth, or it could be Ryloth. I think there is a moment in Ryloth because you see some of the the Twi'leks in the in the background of of one of the scenes. Every time um, I think of Planet Christophsis, I always think that there's like a a planet Olaf's and a planet Olafsis, <laughs> Olafsis and Svenofsis. <laughs> Uh, gross. God. Uh, gross. Um, <laughs> but then, but then, uh, kind of the third scene in that sequence, we find ourselves in the middle of the siege of Mandalore, and you get a very quick look at some of Maul's Mandalorians, which are the Death Watch, which was really, really cool Ugh, to see in live action. Exciting. I was like, th- did you think for a split second we were going to get a little bit of Maul? I did. Some, I did a little bit. Even I was though like, Ray Park it? is bye bye, but I know. But uh, I was I like, oh, maybe, maybe a little bit. Even like a little hint. I mean, I um, I think that they were doing a, a fabulous job of um, showing us some really like visually stunning like um, scenery, but also in a like <laughs> the producer hat that I put on during that time. I was like, I fully understand why they did it the way <laughs> the that they did it. The choice to go dream sequence. Yeah, dreamy yeah. with like the clouds yeah. and stuff like that. It's like a lot much much cheaper to produce that but way. look how effective just having the like those uh phase one clones or seeing rex in yeah. live action just for moments with temora morrison doing the the voice of course and it's like yeah oh, that's, that's I, I, you need. I think feloni did a brilliant job of uh of um designing on a dime <laughs> i know that yeah. it wasn't it didn't cost a dime but yeah. like it was um he picked like the things that meant the most yes. to be in the shot um and and um, also the god i mean I, I i don't like the um the art direction of it too just mm-hmm. like having um i i um i i bet the um the <laughs> they were they were having a lot of fun you could tell just like yes. the yes. the the glimpses of i i i will never forget that image of Anakin like walking off into the clouds with the freaking like Darth Vader just like cra- like flashing. It's it's one of these shots. I mean, it's been said so many times over the past week, but that that is one of the best shots in Star Wars. I get chills thinking Full about stop. it. Stop. It was like it's so haunting and beautiful. Um, yeah, it is. Like, it is. It is unbelievable. And then uh, kind of get a repeat, a, a, a repeat similar shot when. He uh, turns into his dark side self mm-hmm. and you know kicks her back into the world between you worlds. You lack conviction, and his voice has kind of changed, and it just quick, quick cuts to to the Vader silhouette and. Oof, man, man, horrifying. oh man, yeah, it um, is very, very, very cool. I um, think also a, a special nod needs to be given to uh, the actress uh, Ariana Greenblatt. She played 
young Ahsoka. And oh my god, yeah, eagle-eyed fans would know it's it's young Gamora from. uh, Yes, that's why we know her. Yes, from Infinity War. Right. Um, Gosh, it feels like she would have been like. Well, I I guess she is more grown up, but like I feel like she's five years ago, uh, almost six years ago. Oh my god, six years! Holy crap! Yeah, she's practically a woman by now. My um, God. But yeah, she did a terrific job. She, so good. Just getting to see uh, a, a younger version of Anakin with mm-hmm. with a live action Ahsoka in the same scene. I mean, but like who so would complicated have 15, too because fifteen like, years on. Because uh, even though we are seeing a younger Ahsoka, like it's still the the like consciousness of the now Ahsoka. Like yeah, she's having of, to play. She, yeah, she's having to play like, now Ahsoka in a younger body while being a young person. Yeah, so kudos to her for like yeah. playing that. Like that's a t- that's a tricky. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. And she did point. it. She did well. She did very well. I thought. Um, um as you mentioned, uh, young Jason Sindula, the 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 son of Hera and Kanan, uh, is able to hear this interaction. And yeah, listen. Uh, he, he's we've already received massive hints about his force sensitivity, um, mm-hmm. but to already be we're building, gifted, we're building like yeah, to already be gifted enough. Uh, and 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 Jason is played by I don't think we mentioned his name, Evan Witten. Um, yes, Witten. Uh, to be this gifted this this early on in his in his life without his having received any formal it's got to be real it's got to be through the roof please uh, <laughs> but yeah i i'm curious to see what they want to do with 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 jason going forward um will someone take up his training either ahsoka or or somebody else ezra perhaps oh yeah cuz we can't we, like we can't let we can't or does let jason him go does Jason join Luke Skywalker's uh, Jedi Academy? Dies? Oh, and God, I'm get, so yes. sad. Yeah, he and Grogu and everybody else uh, get cut but down. But no, he's – well, I don't know. I, I can't say that Filoni wouldn't let that happen because who the hell knows? Well, but but that at that point, though, um, he would have been too – well, not too old to join. Yeah, Luke's. no, he, he'd, be, he'd be old. He'd, he'd be, like, graduated by that point. Probably yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'd be in his te- upper teenage, early twenties, probably. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm. Um, yeah, I still am so interested in the world building of like how they're gonna explain why everyone just wasn't around for the big battle in Rise of Skywalker. But um, we'll see. Well, the ghost was there. You're right. Right, I mean, allegedly. We were, we were, well, we saw it, but we're I know, given, we saw it. We're given five seconds. Whether or not Hera of, was in it, you know, it yeah. remains to be seen. But but, yeah. but they're going to tell us she was. Um, yeah, right. That would be a very fun thing for it to kind of like turn around and we're like actually in Rise of Skywalker or something. Yeah, that'd be. That'd be I fun. mean, we have to traverse thirty years to get there, but right, right, or or twenty at this point, I guess. But um, we we have flash forward in Rebels before. That is the yes, thing. Yes, yes, but uh, perhaps that'll be for another time. But another um. Time. Another time. But I, I, yeah, I find Jason's 
development to be kind of an interesting subplot to what's what's happening here. Um, yeah, it and does also feel that, like that, that scene. A, you, sorry, I, I'm wondering too if that if that's going to be something that will be uh, dealt with in this season or even in this show. Yeah, I, I I would think if they're doing a season two, that will get more more run as as far as being a. They just they of course they're doing a season two, right? Well, I think so. It just depends on how much ground. Like I, I don't know. We don't know what we don't know at the end of the day, and we know. I don't know. That, we know Dave Filoni has a a Star Wars film titled "Heir to the Empire," so we have to assume that's going to be the culmination. Oh, is that the of, like legit title? I mean, I I believe that is where it is headed. I don't remember if that, if that got was the official I don't title think that's to it. Been announced officially, but I mean, if if it has been, I mean, that's 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 a big fucking Did I, deal. Are we are we googling this right now? <laughs> what? No, yeah. you, you you're right. I don't think we've gotten the uh, the official. I think we have just assumed that Dave. Uh, it would be weird if like, well, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be weird because if we want to if we want to jump a little bit, um, the just because we're on that that path, um, the because we could always go back. The uh, you know, we we have, um. The what we consider to be the big bad so far in this show, yes. which yes. is Thrawn. Um, what a glorious return! Um, yeah, well, yeah, let, let's actually just let's table this for table it. For okay, six. all right, because th- th- this is going to tie into a lot of what we're talking about. I, I got us off on that tangent. Yeah, this is your fault. But but I will say it was confirmed. You that... can't do that to a guy who has ADHD. Okay. <laughs> well, it is my fault, everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, but moral of the story is that they did confirm that whatever Dave Filoni's movie is is a culmination of the Mandoverse story. Right. So you have to assume well, everything that's happening here is the beginning of whatever that culmination is. Absolutely. Or, or the catalyst. We didn't um, get um, Ahsoka until what was it, season two or season three? No, season two. Season, season two. two? Season two of yes. Mandalorian. So, you know, seeing Mandalorian in this season would be like it wouldn't probably make any sense. But wouldn't I could easily see them in season two, maybe. Oh yeah, well yeah, they're gonna start having to assemble allies. And as we've talked about uh, on previous episodes, what that means as far as recasting and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and also anyway. it just makes so much more sense. Um, cause you know, at the end of season three, we see like freaking Mando and Grogu just like sitting in the moan and sun, just really like, yes. ah, nothing just could wait, be wait, better. Yeah. Waiting on a call. Yeah. Uh huh. And you're um, like, oh, I wonder what could pull them back into the Avengers fray. assemble. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so the, uh. Going back to season episode four. Yes, episode five. Uh, Sorry, five. Ahsoka. I keep on saying four. She chooses. She she says this. She chooses life. She, yes. She and and the, the shot of her. And then I like being the, the 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 ambiguity of 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 life and death because it's it's yeah. it's not like a literal meaning of it. Um, you know. At least, I, I guess. Yeah, at least in my interpretation, you know, I kind of I, I thought think it's she, probably literal and figurative potentially. I, I I wonder too if if this moment, you know, as she's laying there in the water, 
and I think I think maybe I, I brought this up in our last episode that it, it, it could potentially be a situation where she's on the she's on the brink. Like it could she go either way. She is actually about to embrace death, and 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 she could just sink into the waves and just pull up Padme and, and and just not have the will to live anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, Aww, sad. And and her choosing it, I do think, it, as you said, I do think it is very figurative and spiritual in that regard. But I do, mm-hmm. I, I kind of do believe she 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 chose to wake up yeah no i think you're right too i Um, think you're right too and in the figurative sense it's kind of what we were talking about earlier it's just like you know like if you're you know living but you're just kind of like not living your life full-heartedly is that really living right it's like you might as well just yeah so um she chooses to live uh, and and really, and what's cool about it is that, like, directly after that, you do kind of start to see glimmers of like, of like our old Ahsoka coming. Yeah, back. she wakes up in her new robes. Dare I say she's Gandalf the White? Uh, at, yes. At this point, without you know, her little strip on, too, it's like, oh, she's naked. <laughs> right, but she but she wakes up and 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 then for the rest of the episode, she's wearing this white tunic and shawl, and and it's like, oh, I mean, the rebirth, the rebirth metaphor here is. You know, we we're I mean, Filoni is is not shied away from his uh, descriptions of Ahsoka like as Gandalf, like that no. is totally a, a thing. Um, and and he's drawn inspiration from, and we've we've talked a little bit about you know his his preference for westerns, and of course the the Japanese Japanese uh, samurai, and apparently uh, now like mythology, and he's like m- mythology, uh, ancient history. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the, the Tolkien here is, and and, and of course the just the it can go hand in hand with mythology, but then the the religious aspects yeah. too. I mean, it, like it yeah. just depends on what what your viewer. I mean, as you view. were saying, it's like it's right from a certain point of view. Uh, but yeah, you do start to see glimmers of of old Ahsoka as she kind of you feel this weight has dropped yeah off of her a um, warmth yes. And uh, and then what follows the sequence in which she, she hatches the idea of you know how how do we get there you know s- s- they took Sabine and then when she's I mean this would be kind of like the mid season uh, finale right and then she discovers through her you know through holding the broken map she uses the Force echoes that you were mentioning and discovers that Sabine went willingly with them whoops but she doesn't mention that little tidbit to anybody um, yeah because she's afraid but then hatches the plan oh well, what if we uh what if we uh, catch a ride with uh the, them their star whales <laughs> and it's just so crazy it might work how far i think i've come i have to pat myself on the back how far i've come to like being accepting, okay with it. <laughs> to to accepting space whales. Cuz <laughs> I think the first the first episode they were introduced in Rebels, it wasn't the finale. It was mm-hmm. uh I was kind of like space animals whales, that huh? can animals that can travel at light speed. Sure. Like yeah, all right, it's not the weirdest thing I've seen in the show thus far. Fine. And then by the time they come to Ezra's uh, and the the, the the crew's rescue on Lothal. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. That, and, and, and 
how they contributed to such a poignant ending to Rebels, mm-hmm. uh, I think left a lot of Star Wars fans like, how did this show affect me in the, in this way? That's it's unreal. And then to see them so beautifully rendered in live action. Oh my God, yes. Uh, uh, combined with uh, Kevin Kiner's theme for them. Beautiful. That that whole sequence when they're lifting off the planet and I mean he's been doing an excellent it. job in all of the oh episodes, but but specifically in these two episodes have like chills. Yeah, like they have released uh, released these yeah released these albums. My yeah. God, fuck. Uh, what what a sequence of 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 even entering <laughs> entering the Purgle's mouth and then as they weave in and out of the. Uh, the New Republic ships. And... and talk about your religious, you know, like winks and nods. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, this is very much Thy that. name is Jonah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I, had full goosebumps, and then uh, I, I love it. I, I feel like we finally got Ahsoka back when she's yes. sitting there in the cockpit with Hu Yang, and he's like, how do you know how do you know where we're going? She's like, like, I have I no know. idea. I have no yeah. idea. But let's just see where it goes. Yeah, that's be it's like, well, th- that could mean anything. It's like, yeah, but that's better than going nowhere. Yeah. You can go anywhere. It's better than going nowhere. And it's like, it's not great. And it's that that's that's her choice to live. That is her yes. metaphorical choice to live, is to embrace the unknown, not be afraid of it, and to live. Yeah. Well, and that's such peak Star Wars. I mean, like you could just picture Yoda or Obi Wan or, or even a mature Luke, uh, saying something like that. Like it. Yeah, you can't plan. You for just everything. go. You just go where it goes and see yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then as they they launch into, to hyperspace, it was just uh, beautiful. It it felt like a season finale. Like, it did. It, felt, it did. It was like if they if that had been the season finale to another show it'd been like that was phenomenal Siak. Um, yeah and we're that was just our mid-season finale my god yeah just heading into the un- the literal unknown we are now going places oh my god in star wars that we've never frozen reference Jeez. i know i know i'm so sorry <laughs> uh yeah the ch- chapter five was I mean, no wonder they put that on a big screen too. Yeah, and I'm so uh, sad I didn't get in to see yeah, it. Man, if if you were if listening to this and lucky enough to to do that, you know that's yeah. That's let really us special. know about it. You can gloat. Yeah, you you yes. you have the you rights can gloat. to gloat. Uh, so so then you know we were so excited and eager to talk about that, but our you know our lives were kind of all over the place the oh last week, God, so yes. we decided to. Uh, to combine here so not only were we sitting on that then we get what they dropped on our asses and on uh, tuesday of this week oh my god jeez louise we all and again this is this is another thing like where we like we all knew this was coming we we basically and we we were even shown it in the trailer even and it still had so much weight it was beautifully shot like beautifully shot the art of this show is so good but like man are we so blessed to have these brilliant people at the helm of these 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 amazing characters yes yeah and i love that we we pick up this episode not with anything super dramatic but with again ahsoka speaking to hu yang 
Oh, and this, this opening, I freaking love. Yeah, well, just and I love how how calmly it opens, but it, it offers so much great insight. And this is like such a like another like Dave Filoni like like just like I love Star Wars so much, and yes. I'm going to make like all of Star Wars make have some sort of you know I'm going to give you morsels for every little piece. I don't. Uh, yeah, I fucking well, and love if it. and if you wanted something meta. Uh, yes. as, as you referenced, yes, uh, I, I loved in this case where uh, Hu Yang's like, do you, you know, do you want to hear a story? You know, yeah, per- like, perhaps uh, chapters one, two, and three of galactic history. <laughs> yeah, right. She's like, I like chapter one. The I best. think chapter one's my favorite. <laughs> oh, it was or it's the best it. story. And it's like, oh, what the? And of course, the joke here for the layman being, uh. Perhaps, you know, this is an on-the-nose reference to the three trilogies of Star Wars. And, Certainly. And um, Dave Filoni's tends to be right. the prequels. reference for the prequels, yes. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And not what, to what mention... Are... What was that? No, after you. Well, I mean, it was just not to mention his... Uh, when she finally agrees, she's like, yeah, okay, I'd like to listen to something. Because she's like, obviously, he starts asking some really hard hitting questions and she's like yeah i don't want to talk about that you just tell your stories (laughs) and then he says the freaking line a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and i freaking die i'm like no that's just it it, uh, like such a simple and you know it, it it like it's so funny because like written on paper you kind of might roll your eyes and think like oh that's that's such a cheeseball way of but like it was so. But when beautiful. David Tennant says it, <laughs> <laughs> literally though, I mean he the the line delivery was beautiful. So well, beautiful. I don't think we've really talked about his performance as Hugh Yang. Uh, we never talked about it Not in animated nauseam, form. But yes, certainly, he but, is really. Uh, my God, like he's uh, excellent, quite excellent. Well, and and just making this droid so much different than any other we've seen in that he's he's, he's been operational for twenty five thousand years. <laughs> yeah. And uh, is basically I don't a know a Jedi sage. as close as close to a Jedi Master as a droid could be. Totally though, yeah. you know he he has all the knowledge. He just can't do he any of it necessarily. Can't reach out into the Force or whatever. Although but, uh, you know that that that'll be another rule that they'll change someday probably. Like oh yeah, right. but um yeah, but, yeah I, wonderful. Oh, just absolutely wonderful. But yeah, it's it's very cool because it it's for the very first time. Well, maybe not the first time. Um. We we're we're brought back to to George Lucas's original um, intention for yep. Star Wars, you know, because and and why that is at the beginning of every Star Wars film, long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Parables. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, one and big parable. One for... big parable, but like by the the it was um, basically a like the from the 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 book of the wills is that what it's called? Yeah. The, yeah. 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 Yes, so like basically, this this beings of these beings from another galaxy are like telling these old stories. Um, yeah, the, the, these beings called the Wills are telling this story, which is Star Wars. So, and and what's kind of like this is for the first time in Star Wars that we are going we are going to another galaxy. So, like it, it's like we we could be going to. A place. Well, it, it's just we're we're seeing like the backwards version now. So like the people in the galaxy that we've been that we've come know a love are telling a story about another galaxy, 
far, far away. And I, 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 I yeah, it's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It's very, very, very cool. I loved that so much. Yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of a nice thought to think that uh, maybe in the Jedi temple, whether it be Hu Yang or whoever, mm -hmm. telling Hu stories Yang or to whomever, <laughs> uh, 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 telling stories to Padawans, beginning with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You know, it's just so so as sweet. part of as, as part of yeah as as being so inter inherent in the story. I, I love that. Also, I want to have. Um, I think that he needs like an entire like children's book series where, well, not even children's book, just books in general. I think he needs to like do audiobooks as Hu Yang, like yes, very much. Want just that. reading sacred Jedi texts. Yeah, I will Fine. listen to the shit Fine. out of that. Uh, so then we 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 cut to then we we're in a new, as you said, a new galaxy. Oh my god. Like and the importance of that can't be overstated because we we have never left this galaxy in Star Wars ever. Uh, Physically, and, and it 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 feels like it. It I don't know. We we've been talking about this feeling of Star Wars feeling uh, mystifying again and mm -hmm. mysterious, mysterious and. There's this unknowable quality about it, unknown quality about it, and uh, that that's I think that's been missing for for some time. And, yeah, uh, we're getting some very big, massive lore drops too, which is cool. And, well, and there's just a kind of a a background feeling of dread inherent mm -hmm. in all of it. It's like uh, it's just the fear of the unknown, and yes, um, and and as we come to understand, there is a great deal to fear in the unknown. So we. We arrive on uh, Peridia, and uh, we quickly discover that uh, this is the uh, the homeworld of the and the original uh, place where the 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 uh, kingdom of the Dathomiri, the the Night Sisters, where they was founded, come from. And, That's a big uh, deal. That's a big it, deal. It is, and, and and the idea of them like, you know, at one point being like, okay, let's leave this galaxy and go to another one, and they like are riding the purgles. Yeah. Um, With like Dune. those bitches are riding purgles, and they're also riding fucking rancors. Like, well, well, Dune and Star Wars are now borrowing from each other. Oh, easily. I immediately, I immediately, th this episode felt there oh. was so much. There, and maybe because Dune is such a uh, the the recent Dune film was such was uh was in the back of my mind and, and yeah honestly like, it wasn't in the back of my mind but now that you say that like the Night Sisters remind me of the Bene Gesserit oh very much so but even even in the art design of this, yeah yeah like, exactly with a lot of the um those like beautiful like very geometric kind of um uh everything was just like framed in such a way that like each frame of this like episode yep. could have been put up on the wall like it was very um picturesque without you know well and we were talking about we were talking just a few minutes ago about all of the influences dave filoni pulls from and mm -hmm. you could go any direction really with with <laughs> the these these mothers the mm -hmm. you know the, the, the well we, we remember how we were talking about the uh i mean his 
the 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 title of the episode i think it was episode two maybe to episode two or three the um toil and trouble boil mm-hmm. and bubble what was it <laughs> one of those two toil and trouble <laughs> you toil and trouble um this is the reference to the the three witches from uh Macbeth. Macbeth. The... no i can't say that you can't say that we're in a theater <laughs> uh, around, but... um uh, the uh but yeah it was the teaser for for this I, well, yes, the three witches, or if uh, if Greek mythology is more your speed, the fates. Yes. Yep, the um, fates. I mean, they even talked about like the thread of the th- uh, fate or whatever. That's that is exactly what the fates. Talk well, and about. and we did get a pretty concrete answer for. Uh, we had a question. I think it was in episode three of like who, you know, Morgan says Thrawn is reaching out to me over time and space. He was using the witches. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. He's using them as like the an actual call. like cell phone. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hello, this is uh Thrawn calling from. Hello. <laughs> They're charging Mary... me by the minute. They're charging me by the minute. Let's go. <laughs> Give you my coordinates. Death of Death of Mary Mobile. <laughs> yeah. God, Gross. terrible reception. Yeah, but, it's just uh, awful, and it keeps echoing. I keep hearing all of these voices over and over again. <laughs> But, uh, the, the 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 witches are uh, cool. Are like ah, uh, really? I love new really Star cool. Wars. I love, and and the, the idea of Night Sisters aren't new, but in in live action they are, and uh, they don't disappoint. They did not, and I, and we we've barely gotten a whisper of what they can do. Um, yeah. Uh, the I mean they could be they could bring back people from the freaking dead necromancy, which we'll talk about. But they all, they all, all three of them have uh, what balls. we, th- you know, what we call that. Yes, they all have balls. Uh, <laughs> what we call that, you know, that star map. But here they're using it as it can be used as a restraining device. It can be used as a weapon. Seemingly, uh, are they seeing stones as well? I mean, probably. Yeah. How they, how they communicate. Well, okay, now it's very interesting that you uh, bring this up because I don't think I really even thought about it too. Because I, you know, I when we get to there, um, they sort of arrive on what looks like a more pristine version of, uh, like, you know, the little star map Stonehenge. Yeah, this, yeah, thing. the henge. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, and I think it. We were yeah on Cetos. Um and I believe that we were told by um, Elsbeth that um, that it was not created by the Dothmiri. It was Doth- created. Yeah. It was created by some other ancient civilization. So, um, so yeah, it's interesting that there there's also one on Dothmiri, and like that. It assumedly that one was also built by whatever this ancient civilization is. Um, maybe the, the, cause I think that they said, I think that, um, um, Elizabeth also said that, um, they were one of, they were one of the first, but not the first, one of the first people to use to, or to ride. I don't remember. She, she, she might have said the first. The first? Okay, well, that because that's a, that's a big deal. I was either one of the first or the first. I think she said the first. I think she said the first. Well, because my, 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 my thought was is that, like, because obviously this other civilization learned how to do it, too. Yes. Because they've, they've gone back and forth and were building temples on both galaxies. Uh, so I mean, I, 
speaking of the, the the temples yes and 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 the inspiration Floney was drawing from I, I I haven't looked to see if other people have picked Drawn up on that this conclusion did that temple built into that that cliff look like Minas Tirith to you yes yes immediately and or I was thinking two towers and uh, yeah like because I mean they're, they're, they're showing all these little towers its, in the distance with its kind and... of uh, circular bottom and then it kind of narrows as it gets to the top and then that the cliff kind of juts out and I was like oh that's that's the city of kings right? yeah absolutely I, mean, I also I mean, like the, I, I kind of, of giggled at one point because when the um when Thrawn's um, giant ship lands on top of it. It kind of looks like a penis. I uh, know, Daniel. No, kinda, no, it, no. It looked like a. Penis We're moving on. Ball. We're moving on. But I mean, there. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's what Filoni was going for. But you could say he wasn't that, going like, for that. The Dothmiri and like Thrawn are like you know doing the thing. No, you're and you're they're like, going to give birth to a new. You're one of those kids in English class who read into things that just have no business being read. read into. <laughs> listen, listen. No. He, they're giving birth to a new a a a, a new empire. So. You know what I mean? Like Did that. you get that on TikTok? Be honest. No, that's my own interpretation because I literally laughed out loud. It was like, ha, ha, of course, that's a ticking balls. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wait, let's think about this a little more deep. I, I, I don't know. I think there's, there's some subliminal messages going on. <laughs> there's not. Dave Filoni is not, <laughs> is not a creep. <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, no, I don't know that. Anybody mm. could be, I suppose. But uh, that's I right. don't suspect. Disney has been doing this for years. Anyway, uh, but anyway. You, you did you did mention Thrawn's arrival, and uh, yes. <laughs> when I say that, I audibly went, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! <laughs> like that? Oh my god! Uh, it shouldn't go. I mean, like, uh, you can't, you can't, you can't talk about this moment and not talk about the fucking music because it was probably the first time first time in star wars we've ever heard an organ play an organ yes and the in live action star wars that i got like it's such yeah, a I, well it, it was it was kevin kiner's theme for thrawn in the the animated but we've never seen it in live action yes and, oh and it's just wonderful and then seeing this dilapidated the, the chimera which everyone will remember this was the ship thrawn was a little worse command ship Yes, this was the command ship that Thrawn was using during Rebels, and then when the Purgles show up, it it takes the Chimera and launches here, supposedly. And it's looking a little worse for the wearer, but it also, uh, it 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 it's been patched up somewhat. You see, yeah, with like kind of gold, gold patching, and then on the bottom, all of what are conceivably uh, Night Sister markings on the the bottom of it sure and uh but yeah as it lowers down and we're in that the hangar bay we all of a sudden see all these stormtroopers assuming assuming most everybody you know in a hyperspace voyage like that where the sides have been ripped out and all the wind you know a lot of people probably died oh certainly Uh, he talked about how his like numbers have dwindled like he's but but nevertheless we get this look at this this large battalion of stormtroopers and they're all chanting Thrawn's Thrawn, name Thrawn, which Thrawn. is very non stormtrooper behavior yeah so we've kind of like I think they've been away for a, what has it been like nine or some nine, ten nine years year, ten years 
so there 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 there's now like this sort of um like cult, cult. of thrawn so uh, we get a good look at a lot of them as and they are looking real worse for the wear oh yeah uh, dirty run down very fun world but the coolest art direction of all was uh it's a technique called kitsugi which we've seen previously in uh the rise of skywalker it's what uh, kylo ren did to repair his helmet where he singed it together with the red uh uh the red sealant and in japanese culture (laughs) yes a red gorilla glue. Uh, <laughs> in Japanese culture, kitsugi is the for uh, is the art form of reforging, you know, you know, something and then making it into a piece of art. Yeah, something really that pretty. was once broken, and it's it's gorgeous. And uh, that's seemingly what's happened with all of their armor. They've got very patchwork, and quite often they of use gold, gold, like gold too, yeah. which is fascinating. Uh, fascinating. And the most fascinating of all we see one stormtrooper turn around and he's got a literal golden face plate, which uh, again, if you're drawing from mythology or you're drawing from ancient history, honestly, this looks like a, like a Roman funeral mask. Totally. But and um, also very, um, very Japanese inspired too. Like, yeah. Very Japanese inspired and uh, fascinating. But then we get the, this, fa- oh, this, Goosebump inducing shot of Dino of literally just he just came just now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dino just came. Uh, of, Th- this of this episode really was a Dino wet dream for it, sure. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Thrawn walking down, uh, down the aisle in between all of these stormtroopers and, uh, and yeah, it was Lars like his Mikkelsen. wedding processional. You know? Yeah, <laughs> Lars Mikkelsen opens his mouth and. It's the same as it ever was, and it's like Literally, hearing it for the first time. And, and, like, and what's wonderful is that every single word that comes out of his mouth, it, it just every every little thing has weight. You know what I mean? Like yes. he's just so calculated with his words. He doesn't waste any time, you know? It's, no, he has an economy of speech and thought. And, and he knows – everything well, he, surreal... he, there's a there's a thirst for knowledge so he like wants yes. to know everything well and there, there's there was something surreal about hearing that voice come out of uh the, the a, a live action mouth a person and yeah a person and uh lars mickelson was the perfect voice choice voice for voice. thrawn and we said it at the time but uh he was the perfect actor period <laughs> to to play i mean period. six foot four he's Imposing, I- imposing, and you all know what's interesting. I'm really glad you brought up his physical appearance because, like, uh, just like everybody else on this ship, like, he's his also uniform showing... has some some snags, and he's, yeah, they left like some some like like yeah. If you if you were watching on a big screen, like his 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 like costume is quite beat it's up, frayed around the neck, and. He's also like They've you know maybe not as skinny as he used to be too. So he's like you know he's he's gained a few pounds on Darth Mary. He's you know yeah I'm, they've been through it. And, they've been through uh, it, and he's, but then he's he not has afraid this, to admit that. And I wonder, this is a good segue kind of into to where we find Thrawn, what we knew of Thrawn, and where we find him. Mm-hmm. He was always uh, he was ruthless, certainly. Uh, but but not necessarily 
cruel all of the time, like at least in comparison to some of his contemporaries in the Empire, Vader being the I don't know the best example. Mm-hmm. And he was also he was he was about efficiency, and yes. that's what actually makes him scary. Is the, Just the really like scary one of the four keys at Disney? Sorry, five keys. <laughs> but what what's so scary about people who? Are efficient as they you know they take emotion out of of, of everything so uh, yes so they'll they'll do complete lack of empathy it's a lack of empathy but uh at the same time he had such a uh a notable respect for i i say respect uh i i choose that word carefully but uh, mm-hmm. a respect for all uh, art and culture as a way as a means of understanding his enemies and yes. uh but but also the, you know he, the 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 greatest the greatest well i mean i mean probably second to uh to the emperor like is the greatest chess player ever yes on and the Star Wars uh, universe. well yeah and i think he was he was always regarded if you've read any of the thrawn novels by timothy zahn as as mm-hmm. kind of a, a very scary sherlock holmes um that's you know but that's what he's always been but i wonder after you know 10 years in exile i don't think thrawn was ever one for i think he'd been more likely to uh not rely on mysticism and i think he he relied on his wits and sure outmaneuvering people and yeah. he only had to deal with a couple of of jedi you know in rebels but by and large, at that time, he wasn't having to deal with dark magic and dark side. Well, I mean, that's the thing too. Is that like I think that um, through his experience, he recognized uh, the the faults and like you know vulnerabilities and weakness of like all this, like because you know he considered the Jedi to be you know faulty and like yep. their mysticism and religion was just like you know, something that got in the way and it wasn't very helpful. And it like, but I, I, yeah, I wonder if, if during his exile and, and you met, you know, we, we talked about this perhaps having devolved into a cult of sorts. Yeah. Where, where to the point where the night sisters need him. Oh like the, yeah. The, the, oh, this certainly. is a very symbiotic, is a symbiotic relationship now. Totally. And the reverence they show him. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, I wonder if we're going to see a Thrawn now that uh, when we first met him, and again, if you've read the books, it really fleshes this out, was somebody who needed the Empire to eventually help his people. And that's why he signed on uh, to serve under Palpatine's military. He thought, if I do my time here, I can then use their resources to save my people from extra galactic threats. But I wonder now that he's just been down on his luck when he yeah. returns to the galaxy. If uh, it's going to be a far more power hungry Thrawn than he ever was before. Cause there Desperate. was always, he was a means to an end. Like he, his ruthlessness was a means to an end, but now mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm coming for payback. Like, yeah, th- this is revenge Thrawn. Well, yeah. And he's, he's got a, he's got to work like hard and fast Yes. You know, because he's he's coming back with dwindling numbers. That being said, if we're going to talk so, about yes, let's talk about the stormtroopers. Okay, yes, this, yeah, uh, that's but, where I think you're going. So, so, so wait, wait, I can't remember what my point was before though that I was going to make about Thrawn. 
Well, yeah, I think I was just like, oh, let's table that. But I don't remember what the tabling was. I should have written it down. Oh, well, um, no, we were, we were getting into the discussion about Heir of the Empire, uh, Filoni's movie, and then how that uh, uh, could it have been his, his end game. Oh, his... Oh, 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 yeah. No, I was talking about like, yeah, I think it was about the big bad and whether or not yes, like yes, whether yes, or not yes, he yes. whether or not he is the big bad, whether there yes. is there is something even above him that. Correct might be a little more spooky um yes. but but talking about thrawn and 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 his uh his um his army that he's going back with you know um he's talked about his dwindling numbers that's a problem and he's he's a smart calculating man so he knows that he needs numbers where is he gonna get it from he needs the hell and he's he's already even said that he's he's used the dark magic of the the Night Sisters of, of the Night Sisters before he says, "I need I need your help again." You know what yeah. I mean? Again, now you could you could you could say that perhaps he, um, you know, perhaps he used their powers to reach out to his his contact in the other galaxy, um, which is probably I mean absolutely true. Um, but you could also say, you know, because he even mentioned that he knows that they're very capable of of necromancy and bringing people back from the dead. I think that he's quite literally bringing back an army of the dead. To... Have we already seen it? Yeah, right. Are We've we seen looking it. at it? We, yeah, I, correct. I think that these, like, Thrawn, Thrawn, like, all these people could literally be an army of dead soldiers. They, they sound a lot like Maroc. Totally, did you, did yes. You, so, so, so his captain with the, the gold faceplate, his name's Enoch, we come yeah. to learn. But when he speaks, I'm like... That's, and the that's way, a little off. And they, they all walk fairly normally, but there's this kind of unbalanced quality to them. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. with the red, the kind of the red sashing that, that goes through their armor, I'm like, yeah. maybe the first time he asked for their help was to, to bring his, you know, at least part of his dead crew back to life. This is literally my thoughts. Yes, correct. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's. Scary. That's 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 about as scary as it gets for Star Wars. We haven't and, gotten that like and, zombie, and, and, right? <laughs> zombie and, and army. Like the, the 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 point I was making about Thrawn, it's like it just that would never have been in his playbook before because he's a very right. by the book military guy. Like Certainly. I'm just going to beat you with cold hard numbers, and that's it. Well, yeah, and I think that in a in a in a world where he had an infinite amount of resources, yes, yes. he probably wouldn't choose that. But like You're he correct. is in a place where he is using the resources that he got. Yes, and and uh, I know we're jumping a little bit over. What this is he going to do? Is he going to use those like cute little turtle people? <laughs> uh, but I I know we're just kind of jumping to the Thrawn scenes of this episode. But I think yeah. it's worth talking about at this moment. Uh, yeah, he mentions not long after we're reintroduced to him that. Uh, Per his agreement, he mm-hmm. mentions an agreement with the Night Sisters that they they were going to load up the catacombs of the ship. Now, I, mean, I, I what I originally thought was like do you wh- need? what? So I originally thought, look, is that is that them supplying more troops? Bodies. Or are these the bodies of all of their ancestors and fallen Dathomiri? Yes, and. That, yes, and that he's like okay, all, they can come too. Sure, and you they can, can come too. It's you it's, can repopulate the galaxy with your witches. 
literally that yes it's very much a yeah handshake i i one yeah. how scary is that because <laughs> as we know oh so great as we know in our galaxy and the clone wars and the rebels touched on a little bit the death the the death of mary were wiped out the night mm-hmm. sisters were wiped out mo- yeah. more or less um perfect way to repopulate is just uh bring bring those old ancestors back um now the thing is is that if if i understand and remember correctly like you know when they're bringing these you know when they're bringing their dead loved ones back from the dead it's not like they're they're like the same not, people no they're, no they're, they're not they're, they're just very they're, crude yeah it's kind beings. of like a husk of a person that yep. that like does your bidding it, yep. it's very it's like if you've ever played dungeons and dragons before it's it's very much like you know conjuring like a zombie it's 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 you and and, and interesting like interestingly enough i i also wonder if um if the people who are controlling these zombies like that being these uh the the what the night mother wait what's her the merry mother night mother what's her name? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh is it the great mothers the great mothers or night mother willow it's the night mothers Night mothers? We'll, we'll call them. Yeah, the night well, mothers. Well, keep making your point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I wonder if, if like for instance, like the the one who conjures them in the first place, if they have like ultimate um, control, and like if they are taken down, if it sort of like you know destroys or you know it it, it like untethers. Well, it could be one of two things. The, 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 the great mothers. The great. The mothers. great. The great yeah. mothers. Yes. Um, they are great. They really they are. are wonderful um, mothers. <laughs> never better um but yeah whether or not it would be like untethering the 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 spawns of you know um or would it be like just completely like destroying them and making them be dead mm-hmm. again i don't know I, I i'm getting ahead of myself but i i i am curious like like what what dave filoni's rules for necromancy is in this in in, yeah. in this universe because we we i think in, you know in, in other universes like dungeons and dragons for instance we are kind of, um, you know, given some rules of how it normally works. So I, I'm trying to leave that, leave my my baggage at the door, and uh, and not have that meta knowledge, and just go with the flow and see what happens. But um, and you know, I, I've been, I've been thinking about it because Thrawn, as you mentioned, uh, mentions the fact their numbers are dwindling, mm-hmm. and I've seen some people online make the suggestion that okay these stormtroopers aren't dead sure that that you know for their numbers to dwindle that means a lack of supplies is killing them off right well what i think he meant by numbers dwindling is that there was live crew i mean not everybody aboard that star destroyer died because thrawn would have as well but uh because there's a there's a lack of uh you know on these star destroyers they have thousands and thousands of crew members i mean they're gigantic and right Especially like on the bridge, you have officers. I mean, there's there are more officers than stormtroopers. We don't see any of those people in the yeah, scene. Right. These are all. So I think that's what he meant. Like the crew died. Yeah. Like, like all of the all of his junior officers. Like everybody died. Yeah. And what's left are just husks of stormtroopers, and I think that's what's happening here. And it's it's. Unnerving. Spooky. Spooky. spooky well, and spooky. also, so uh, we're, we, we've been talking about, uh, again, inspiration. So so his captain's name is Enoch. Mm-hmm. So there's four mentions. I did a little biblical study here. Yep, yep. So yep. there's four mentions 
there's four different Enochs in the Bible. Yeah. But one of them, I would say the most famous one, well, maybe not the, uh, that's subjective, but I'll, I will say the most notable one is one of two beings in the Bible mm. who didn't quote unquote die. They were taken by God. Right. To, to escape death. Right. Take that do for with what that. you will. Because <laughs> I mean, if that's not whatever's a on going the nose, on there, right? I mean, we'll we'll see how on the nose it is. Right. But that right. that is very yeah. We're we're getting some very obvious. I mean, like the 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 wolf references and the yes, and this and that. He, he's he's being very purposeful, very very purposeful. Uh, we also in this first scene with Thrawn, we learned something about uh, Balin, uh, right? Uh, General Balin Skull. And I fucking love that Thrawn brings it up because it's so on his General so Balin his Skull. Yeah, he's like, I know you. You know, like, because he knows everything. He remembers everything, guys. And then, and then so we, good. yeah, we, we get a great little, little, just little reminders. He's like, well, I left the Jedi Order. And he said, you would not be the first. Uh huh. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard it all before. And that ties in. To near the end of the episode, where Thrawn says, "Give me everything you have on Ahsoka Tano. I want to know her, her, know who her master is." Yeah, and he already knows Anakin is Vader, but when he finds out she's the apprentice, how does he use that against her? Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And just, but it is cool though to see like it, it. It's already a little crack in his plan because he's he's like you know. He that that was like a an you know an unknown thread you know yes. that 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 is like creeping into his plan. So he's already trying to move his pieces to get back into his because he knows that that is a that is she's a real problem. Yeah. yeah, and she, he admonishes Morgan. He's like, I thought it was beyond you Ooh, to I underestimate a Jedi. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You underestimated it, you little bitch. And I want to and and he does his normal Thrawn thing. He's like, yeah, I want to know everything about her. Mm-hmm. Everything you got, and if any of those damn purgles come anywhere near this planet, <laughs> blow them out of the sky. I also them with really, l- l- <laughs> I fucking love. Um, also, like a fun twist that he's just like that. He's also using these, um, you know, mercenary Jedi as like pawns, you know, and they're they're expendable pawns. Like he's ready to just let them fucking die. Well, if yeah, that's not going to bite him in the ass in the end, I don't know. Uh, well, so, yeah, that's actually a great segue. Uh, I guess we'll stick with the baddies first because I think yeah. they kind of offer the most interesting. This was a baddie episode, episode for sure. Yeah. But you're already seeing potential cracks in, in this unholy alliance, which we've yep. talked about. Because they all have different motivations and varying Tame degrees of. as old as Tom. I don't know, varying degrees of how evil they are. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, the motivation kind of dictates that but uh, totally but he tells morgan you know were they not was he not also a a jedi so we have to regard him as flawed yeah right he says. and then and then that's the point you made about like the same you know you can leave your mercenaries here for all i care uh, it's less less force users the better i think is yeah right because it's like opinion. having them around just means that they're gonna probably cause issues later on but as interesting as all all of the, the Thrawn and stuff he, he's was. he's not wrong, too, because you could just no. already see it, like, percolating. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the most interesting 
in my opinion, I thought the most interesting parts of this episode were were Balin and Shin. It just literally it pains me every single episode because the deeper we get in with Balin, Ray Stevenson, man, fuck, he's just I bring him he, back to he life. Steals, he's so good. He steals every scene he's in. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah, he's, he he reminds me so much of Qui Gon. Yeah, yeah, which in is a way. which is which is not a a a, a great comparison for for Qui Gon's sake, but well, but also there's. Because Qui Gon could have easily gone a different way too. Like but this had... isn't. This also isn't a Sith dynamic. Like he's not. He's not uh, torturing his apprentice or or goading her to to reach out in anger and kill him. There's actually quite a very nurturing relationship with Shin, I think, and he's shielded her from. Because he he gives her knowledge in this episode that he's never told her about about before the the burning of the temple and right how he once believed in the idea of the jedi mm-hmm. but the truth of it was something else entirely and we've heard that refrain before certainly but, uh, but you, you you start to this is also a very meta conversation that he was having with her too about like oh god the same story over and over and right, over again right. you know what i mean uh, like, how we we kind of roll our eyes at you know, it's all poetry. It rhymes. Star Wars is poetry. It rhymes. But he's making a point here that's well taken. It's like uh, yeah. it, it was always inevitable. The Jedi were always going to be wiped out. There was going to be some grand power that swept in, and we're going to do it all again. And yeah, and we now discover Balin's Endgame was not is not uh, sitting at the right hand of Thrawn, and he's like that kind of power is fleeting. I want to break the wheel, basically. Yeah. Uh huh. And what does that mean? Yes, which is very exciting. I so I'm curious if you have any theories because I do have, I have, I kind of have a, a, a theory about it. So I'm gonna go back. This is why I wanted to wait for your your great point um, that you were making earlier in the episode about is there something above Thrawn in terms yes. of being the great the great evil. Yes. So there's is, something this on is... this planet or in this galaxy. Whether or not it's evil, that that is up to interpretation. And in and of it... itself, in and of itself, is it evil? I don't. Yeah, know. and whether or not it could be used for evil. But is there is there a a power or a force or beings which exist in this galaxy that are put are, are what the, the Night Sisters are in a hurry to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's like, in a hurry to leave, and that—that's where the symbiotic relationship comes in. Thrawn can get us out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they running from? Yes, and could it also be the thing that Thrawn's people—why he even sought the Empire to begin with—as a defense of his people mm-hmm. against whatever he knows is out there? Sure. Could it be Balin also knows there's something out there that I can use to wipe the board clean? Mm-hmm. No more rebels, no more empire, no more Jedi, no more Sith. Please, no more Sith. <laughs> uh, I but yes, yeah, so there there are there are a few things it could be, but it sounds like you're 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 heading towards uh, a point. I, so I, I'm... Well, I'll tell you what I think it is because yeah, please. I, again, it would be, it would be helpful for reader or for people to have read some of the Thrawn books. Certainly. But I don't think it will be necessary when they introduce this. I no. think there there's a species of life form. And yeah. In the books, they're called the Grisks. 
Oh, great. Okay, I'm so glad. This is completely different than what I was thinking you were going. So please. G R Y S K S. Grisk. Okay. And they're they're extraterrestrial, extragalactic race. Intergalactic. Um, that have uh the tendencies of swallowing civilizations and and they at one point and may still be threatening Thrawn's people to Chiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this threat has been percolating out beyond the borders of our known galaxy. And and could it be that the Night Sisters are trying to get away from this this species? And could it be that Balin is reaching out as as a an envoy of like I I could use this species that knows nothing of our galaxy has no interest in our politics in our in our nonsense to reshape the galaxy as we know it i don't know that was i think that that's i mean it's very similar uh um thought and the only reason why i thought about it is because um i had no idea because i i didn't play old knights of the republic um but there was like a being that they introduced in that game. Um, and the reason why I didn't, I, I, I didn't know about it. I, and I looked it up is because of um, our watch of Andor and um, our good buddy. What's his face? Oh God, our character, he brought it up about, you know, he was showing the little crystal that was like worth something. He's like, you know, give him this, you know, if you want to trade. Um, and, uh it was about the rebellion the the they were like rebelling against this um this race of beings like from way back when because they went around doing the same kind of thing very much kind of like the independence day aliens where they Mm -hmm. like take all the resources use the people as um slaves and then like completely obliterate the planet and move on kind of thing um and they were called Were these from Legends? Uh, no, this is from the Knights of the Old Republic video game. Oh, um, and we even had the, the it's a the oh god it's the they were the people I'm looking it up right now. I, I bet you the people out there are literally screaming at yeah, me. I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, look up like. Because I think I think I can get the. Uh... Oh, the Rakatan. Oh yeah, the yes, 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 yes. Yes, the Rakatan from the uh, yeah Rakata. So um, I, I'm not saying it's that, but like I know that they they randomly dropped that little Easter egg in Andor. That felt kind of random. So I mean, it could be that. Yes. Uh... So in in recent Thrawn story, I, and I and think they were they the, were also very ultra um, tech like forward, like they were uh-huh. like more advanced than anybody at that time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's just as as plausible, and and they drop that they drop that little nugget for a reason. The reason I think, and I, there, I, I have don't, another I, theory too potentially. I don't think that. mine is any more likely than yours. To be clear, yeah, the reason, yeah. The reason the reason I think uh, the reason I I 
I've thought of the risks was because, because it's in so one involved of, with the Chiss, and that makes well, all it's the so sense. involved with the Chiss. And then one of the novels, Thrawn literally tells Vader there is an invasion coming. Ooh, that's a spooky. And I, I have arrived at just the right time to ready us for it. What and a, both the a, Emperor and Vader salesman. have kind of been like. <laughs> Both of the Emperor and Vader were like, yeah, uh, okay, just like they're bigger sure. problems at the moment. <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> but the uh, the Grisks, uh, they they have like mind control abilities Ooh. and like enslavement. Ooh. And the reason, you know, if if Balin were privy to a species like that, to me, if like you're trying to break the wheel, like what unpacking what like breaking the wheel means or stopping mm-hmm. the cycle i think is how he put it sure but i mean brainwashing is a good way to go just like literally clean the slate yeah that would be a pretty easy way um, potentially i don't yeah, know May, yep. that sounds like a what like was a your... game breaking type of enemy and it's a threat it's a threat we haven't seen in star wars because we've we've done yeah. the whole as, as balan says in this episode we've done the whole empire versus rebels and we do it he doesn't know it yet, but we're going to do it again in sure. the sequels. Um, but now, I guess in that regard, like, it, 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 so if we go to, like, Balin's motivation, like, yeah. unleashing that upon the galaxy, like, what does that do for him? And how does that give him power? Like, why, like, because these, the, the, these, both, both the, the Catan or, you know, and, and, and the, the, the greasers, what are they called? The, the Grisks. The Grisks, sorry, the Grisks. The Greasers. <laughs> the Dirty Greasers. greasers. The um, they, <laughs> they, uh, they don't sound like, um, beings that would share power well. No, maybe not, but, but maybe that's, that. That's the fool's errand here. I mean, the, at the end of the day, I yeah. think ba- ba- Balin is arrogant and and thinking. Uh, and and obviously, well, I can't say obviously because they didn't know he. I mean, sadly that the actor would have passed away. But I mean, like yeah. he assumedly is going to meet a tragic end. Yeah, of some sort. Well, and and I wonder. Yeah, no, I mean that's a, that that point is well taken. I mean, unless they recast Balin, which um, is possible. It is possible, I suppose, but and not it, probable. It, I, I think he, I think he feels like he's super important to whatever's going. So happen. I think they had every intention of him sticking around. Ugh, man, uh, but but to answer your question about like what what would he get from that? I I think there's kind of a, a dramatic irony here in that he talks about the arrogance of the Jedi and how short sighted they were. But, yeah, but he also has this savior complex, right? That, like. You only know, I can fix only it. I, anybody who says only I can do it, th- those people in history tend to be the, the worst people. So <laughs> Yes. It's only I have the answers. Okay, so you want to hear my other theory? Yes, I do. Okay. So in uh, Rebels or Clone Wars? Oh, shoot. I think, no, it's Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars. I'm pretty sure. Um, we get introduced to the wellspring of life. Yes. And we have, uh, which is basically on this like force planet that like Yoda goes to. Yes. And like meets these, um, this like force priestesses. And it's more or less kind of like, like the beginnings of 
life itself in the galaxy sort of started here, if I understood it right. Um, it's been a while since I've watched that arc, but um, I I am curious whether or not, like, whatever these beings are, um, you know, travel from galaxy to galaxy, like, planting, you know, planting the force seed, if <laughs> as it were, and, uh, um, you know, kind of starting this starting life itself you know yeah and whether or not maybe that is what Balin is searching for like sure. the power to like create and destroy life or whatever you know um that would be yeah. interesting yeah possibly and 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 why does that power i wonder scare the night sister like are, is the thing Balin's seeking truly the thing the night sisters are running from and i I, th- I think they they uh, i think they allude to that effect that because th- they're in a like, hurry to get out of here if this is where the darth miri are originally from it, it makes me feel like you know well I, and then I, maybe they didn't pick this planet maybe they are like actually indigenous so like i just am trying to figure out why um uh, why this planet is so important? It's obviously impl- important to the Purgles. We don't understand yeah, they, why that is either. Well, they go they, there to die. Yes, like, wh- which also what, is so what creepy. Is, the like, the what is that you know, all about? Yeah, the the so yeah, there 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 was a reason for that. I know I I Dave Filoni could just leave that a, a mystery for us, which would also be totally fine. But I I'm pretty sure he's got a good idea as to why the Purgles pick this planet to come to die at. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so like we have the wellspring of life. Maybe this is the wellspring of death. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I forget. We're also a podcast. I have my thinking face on right now. If you yeah, can't, uh... I know. I'm like, I, I, that's the, that's my like wackadoo crazy out there theory, but, um, well, no, it, it's no, no crazier than anything I just said. Um, yeah, I, I, um, yeah. Cause what I don't, I, I also don't want to go full WandaVision here and just, I know, but, I know. but I do feel like for the first time though, in, in a long time with star Wars, that's all fair game. Yeah. Like, I, none of that is crazy because they've dropped. You, you have to read closely, and and I do mm-hmm. literally mean read. Like some yes. some of this stuff was dropped in books. Like uh, they're they're dropping crumbs for things that I think they've given themselves license to go down any of these avenues, and I think they're all thrilling. Something we haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, and truly, fine. I, I, I don't like, care what it is. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I give it to me. I'm so ready, and and it sounds so intriguing. Um. The, yeah, they're they're at they're at the precipice of of. I mean, there there's a very like, um, e- even just the story that we know is happening, like where Thrawn is coming back and he's gonna be like the evil villain. That by itself, as its own thing, is that was just, enough. It that that's yeah. enough. I am so excited for that. I'm thrilled and I cannot wait to see that go down. Um, is there something else creeping up in the background? Yes, I think that the there's not there's been more than hints to that. Um, whether or not that's going to be like going to continue for the, the, the length of this entire series and, and, and beyond, um, that remains to be seen, but so, so actually that, that's, that's actually a a good point to make. Mm. So this threat, whatever it is, it feels big. Yeah. Maybe we're making it bigger than it should be, but they're, maybe they're making it feel 
real that, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that would we, threaten we, we, Thrawn and and literally the entire universe. and the entire galaxy. Well, we have we already have a sequel trilogy in which Palpatine mm-hmm. returns and kind of Somehow. ends the Skywalker story. And we we are building the Mandoverse is building the blocks to that to that to those events. Whatever happens here, don't you think it needs to, if it is gigantic, to not be referenced at all by the time the sequel trilogy comes around? That's my thing. Like what? How? Or is the, are they setting something up that kind of gets tabled until after? You hit another point that I definitely, definitely had thought about because is there is there a way for them to quite literally disappear for a section of time and then like Ray and you know the 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 descendants of like the the sequel trilogy need to help deal with so, well so threat. yeah I mean yeah yes yeah I, yes and um my thought there and I, I'm kind of coming up with this in in real time is like whatever they're setting up whatever Balin is looking for out there mm-hmm. perhaps that gets tabled Thrawn yeah. returns to the galaxy, uh-huh. the Night Sisters escape, whatever it is, and you know, we get the kind of the culmination of the the battle between Thrawn and everybody. Yeah. Still the galaxy is unaware of what whatever's coming. And yeah. and like Thrawn is a fully grown plant, like and you know, we're we're getting just like a little seed planting. Yeah. There's from a seedling Balin. out there of something if you're looking for a post first order post empire threat maybe sure. that's what's being introduced very quietly now yeah and, and also like jason the character of jason mm-hmm. is also a seed i think yeah. potentially yes. you know well and and yeah including ezra again and yep. speaking of which um i we we, we i think ezra that's a has been living up, yeah. yeah ezra has been living among the ninja turtles <laughs> I think you are the ninja crabs. The yeah. ninja crabs. Or whatever they are. <laughs> uh, Freaking so cute um, and so random. I did not know that that was going to be the way that they well, were going to do it. But like, I mean, why they're, not? They're like turtle Jawas. And then we kind of get yeah. a, a type of like Tuscan Raider adjacent, these these mercenaries that live on this planet that attack Sabine. Oh, right. Yes. Which also are very like samurai infused. Yeah. Like, yeah. But again, yeah. I love. I just love seeing new stuff. Yeah, and, very uh, cool. Uh, yeah, something something about this planet. Yeah, it feels mystical. Also feels mythological, and then feels very medieval as well. And there's mm-hmm. something about like the lone knight traveling down a path and being attacked by bandits, and that's very dark ages. Yeah, it's also very. This is very desolate. Like it's just yeah. like nothing but death. I mean, it is. It is. It is a whale graveyard. Yeah. And like but, when, I mean, like, when they, but for somehow from like it was the home planet of the Dothmir like I mean like did they did they did they were they the ones that completely used up all the resources and made it look like a desolate wasteland? Although although it looks a lot like Dathomir does and it does. You're right. And it's like this is like the place that like they thrive. They love they yeah, love places. They love that are darkness. Spooky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Um. Um. But yeah, I I, I am curious. Um. Uh. You know the force users, like the they 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 get the force from the the wellspring of life, and maybe the the Dothmiri get their dark powers from the the wellspring of death. Yeah, I mean maybe. Ooh, 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 wee, but wee. Uh, but yes, yeah, so 
but freaking S- Sabine stumbles Ezra. upon these 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 turtle people. <laughs> uh, and uh, and they, they go to their little trailer park. Yeah, the, their actual trailer park. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the, as Sabine turns around and, and there is there stands an aged Ezra Bridger also played by Imanis Fondi and nailed it. Nailed it. He's perfect. Yeah, he's nailed perfect. it. It also made me realize that they need to do a live action um, version of um, uh, what's it called? Um, oh Jesus! Hush now, my baby. <laughs> oh, Prince of Egypt with Ilana yes. Fondi. They absolutely need to do. Yeah, that. I hope he can sing because. Uh, yeah, just, that would be. I, I don't care. That would be legit. Get that boy into some fucking voice lessons, and make him play Moses. Damn I it. bet he can. But, he probably uh, did. He's, he's the talent But, uh, yeah, no, he opens his mouth and he's perfect. Forget how he, lo- forget how he looks. But he looks exactly like him. But uh, Or as much as you could bring that character to life. And and he opens his mouth. It's like, yeah, that's, that's Ezra. Yeah, it's so sweet. And they start with their cute little, like, you know, banter as if, like, they yeah, just kind of like, ha- haven't seen each other for nine years. They're like, hey, you, what are you The plan worked, didn't it? It did yeah. work, didn't it? It was like, yeah, it did. Sorta. Yeah, but dick. yeah, I mean, like the 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 joy of that moment with the the, the swell of Ezra's theme, mm-hmm. another brilliant Kevin Kiner, so great creation. Um, he asks her, you know, how did how did I have so many questions? How did you get here? And I, I go back to something the the way it was phrased, what Thrawn says to her. He said, you have gambled the fate of your galaxy on the belief that uh, your friend is still alive. And, yeah, whoa. And that you you have literally risked everything just to see this person. I want you to remember that. And, well, and, and it's funny, too, because it, it perplexes him because, like, that is something that is so out of his vocabulary. Like, and he never, says that. He's yeah, like, never would he ever. She's like, you, you would never understand. He's like, perhaps not. Yeah. He's it's like, like I but maybe I don't understand because that was a stupid ass tactical move. That was because really dumb. What you just did is as you've you've given me the keys to go back well, and if you fuck go back up to your like, galaxy. If you go back to like uh like um people playing chess, I so I <laughs> I uh I had the pleasure of uh of watching one of my friends um and actually like helping her a few times, but um she was um using it was during the pandemic so we were all doing twitch and stuff and she was um learning she's a youtuber she was trying to learn how to like play chess professionally so she was like going up against these like professional chess players um and uh she did surprisingly well i think that they were like training to do this like um sort of celebrity match or whatever and she got put up against um Oh God, what's his fucking name from from the office? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, but through that process, like they they discussed like it, um, when you get like when you're put up against like a professional chess player, like it kind of like it's like it's so jarring for them to play with somebody that like doesn't know how to play and just like flagrantly moves their pieces on the board. It's just like wh- why would you do that? That that. Because then it, like, messes their brain up, like, as if, like, wait, maybe they know something that I don't kind of thing. Because it was, like, such a – because, you know, in chess, you're you're taught to be so calculated that you know exactly what your opponent is going to do 
Like, or you've, you've already thought about all the different ways that they could move. You're like, okay, right. if they could do this, this, and this, and this, so I'm going to prepare for all of those scenarios. But then you play with a person who's never played before, and they're just like, yeah, okay, I'm going to move my fucking pawn to there. And they're like, um, that I didn't know you were going to do, and that freaks me out. And I think that, that there, there, there's that little bit of whatever that extra special spice that Sabine, is, that Sabine has kind of gives Thrawn pause, I think. Yes. In a interesting way. I, I don't yeah. know if he's, like, necessarily threatened by it, but, like, uh, that I didn't expect. That's I, weird. Well, and I also think, too, like, yeah, speaking of chess, he's like, um, this might be the equivalent, you know, him helping, being a man of his word. He's like, I'm going to honor your agreement to Balin. It's like, right. I'm going to give you supplies. I'm going to give you your weapons. You can go out there and go get them. Mm-hmm. That was Thrawn's way of giving up one of his pawns. Yeah, totally. Waiting for her to play a move, and now exactly he's going to come in with correct. his bishop and <laughs> diagonal her ass to death. Correct. And, and it's like, uh, also it's like a it's a classic hag move, you know, yeah. like it's what a witch would do. Right. Like you know, I'm going to. Well, give and you... and he Thrawn in his mind, and and Balin's the same way, which is what makes them interesting villains. Is like in their mind, they get to keep their integrity, right? Or or keep their word at the very least. Like my word is good. Yeah. I did it. I didn't say what would happen after that, but you're welcome. My word, my, I, I gave you Should my word. Should have been more specific. <laughs> right. I didn't say you guys could live happily ever after. Yeah. And whoopsies, uh, whoopsies, whoopsies. Uh, but so, it, yeah, so so great to see Ezra and Sabine, and I cannot wait for her to fill. I mean, like he he he's he's has no reference for anything that has happened. For- Anything. Guys, like he's oh he's in a different galaxy where no one until now has had any way of getting there. Like yeah. he has no communication. Like he knows nothing about how the empire came down. Are all his friends still alive? And then yeah, most pressing, Ron has been communicating, but I don't. I don't. I'm curious as if there's been any back and forth between the witches or not, or if it's just been like a, like a sort of a one way. I think it's been way. a like a one way thing, like yeah. So just, even even Thrawn's gonna get like you know the skinny on what the fuck has been happening this whole time. Although interestingly, though, I mean maybe because think about in Mandalorian season three when you have that council of uh, imperial oh. warlords and yes, right. Thrawn's former uh, vice admiral uh, Pallion is in there, and he's and he keeps saying Thrawn oh, is coming yeah. back. Yeah, Thrawn's coming. Thrawn's coming. Now I I. That can be read, like I know Gideon kind of smirks at him and is like, "Where is he? You keep yeah, saying." Yeah, then, then where the fuck is he? Show, show me the money. So I, I wonder they... if for, I wonder if for Pallian it's not like literally I've been getting message. I think it's more like the hope that like a brilliant guy like that, he's not dead. You didn't show me a body. Like yeah, yeah, show me the body. Well, you know, and it's possible that he's also just been in touch with the you know with Elspeth, Morgan, you know? maybe, maybe. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting these these messages from." Yeah, because the empire has this expectation at the moment that that he's coming back at some point. So, but maybe that's just misplaced faith. But uh, but yeah, Ezra. To go back to my point, Ezra knows nothing, and then more pressingly, Sabine's gonna tell Ezra, "Well, I basically undid your sacrifice to come get you." Yeah, imagine for a second. Imagine for a second that. Um, this episode came directly after the the last episode of Rebels. She Sabine effed up. 
<laughs> like, cause like that moment was so meaningful. And then like having it to be completely reversed is like, like what the hell? Like I like, it was like the greatest sacrifice that this character could ever make. And, well, yeah. for, for, as a practical matter and you know, to keep it with the chess metaphor as a chess move, she mm -hmm. screwed up big time. She doesn't know it yet, but well, she she kind of does. She yeah. does absolutely know it. Yeah. But I thought Ahsoka, when Ahsoka was kind of lamenting about Sabine's choice, she makes the comment, it was Sabine's destiny to go with them. Yeah. Like, the, the Force doesn't make mistakes. And Certainly. Ahsoka has to kind of come to grips with that real time that... And that's a, that's a yeah, great thing. Yeah, I told her not to do it, and she made the impulsive, emotional move which is just the, a big no-no, but at the same time, I think she was supposed to do that. Yeah, and it, that, that having that that wherewithal to let go um, and, and, and know that things happen and they're meant to be and there are some things you can control and some things you can't, and um, that, 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 there's power in that. So I yep. think that that's part of her, her journey to living now. Well, and I think about, I don't know, to keep it in the big franchise umbrella, I think about like what Captain America said mm. uh, when they're you know hunting Infinity Stones. Uh huh. Um, or it was really right at the beginning of Endgame, and and he says we don't trade lives. Mm hmm. Yeah, like uh, one life is worth all of that. Like, yes. I, I'm not going to sit here and trade lot. Like, and Ahsoka was ready to be like, well, you know, Ezra. It, 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 no it Ezra, really... but no Thrawn. So yeah, we're all at least better we don't off. have Thrawn. So yeah. yeah, uh huh. Oh man, it was a it like the these these two episodes were. I I just can't. I mean, the next one is the wait. Is the next one the penultimate? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. The next one is the penultimate. Our favorite word. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I I I I just don't know where they're going or how it's going to end. I'm no, so I'm, fucking thrilled. I can't I mean, wait. Yeah, I'm just happy to be along for the ride, to be honest. Me what a too. spectacular I, 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 I don't, you know, we've already been talking for almost two hours. Yeah, we have to we have I, to call it. I, we have to call it. We have to call it. But do you have any, do you have any final thoughts? I, you know, I would say because I've been just pouring positivity on the show, all yeah. deserved. Oh, now you're going to be like, fuck this show. Fuck this show. No, um, it, it has become more apparent that if you have not previously watched Rebels, you're going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and that is that is a problem if you're trying to play to I a really bigger I really want to hear from you guys, too. Like, if you yes. if, if there's somebody out there that's listening to this that hasn't watched Rebels or Clone Wars, I want to know how does, this, does this show resonate? has impacted you. Yeah. It's not even does it make sense, because I think beat to beat, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's it makes easy sense. to follow. Totally. But, uh, but does it resonate? No way does it, it have has... an impact? I mean, from the from the jump, it's kind of like, well, who who's Ezra and who's Thrawn? Right, and why should I care? And why should I care? Yeah. I mean, now now we kind of know why. Why should, should care, I but... worry? That's um, my only complaint, and it's not a complaint because I watched Rebels, so yeah. So <laughs> so so <laughs> this is for us, not for you. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. <sighs> I can't wait. Um, and we'll 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 be here, and we'll 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 do this all over again next week. Yes. Hopefully yeah. with Alyssa in tow. God, because I know I know she'll have a lot of, of thoughts as well. That we'll, oh we'll my get God, to. I know she's really bummed but, she couldn't uh, be here today, but we'll make sure that she gets her. She's her like Ezra out in the wilderness. That. Just she has she has no idea, but she's alone in the wilderness. All right, Daniel, that's it. Well, 
that was action packed, and uh, thank you for if if you made it to the hour forty <laughs> almost forty seven mark. Bless you um, for it. God bless you. <laughs> Go for a walk, touch some grass. Definitely. Or maybe you've been please. doing that while you're listening to this, which yeah, is even better. It's a nice way to do it. You got, you got a nice long workout in. It's good listening good to you. our dulcet tones. <laughs> I'm uh, proud of you. But as always. Uh, this is Inside the Tauntaun, a podcast in the multiverse of fandom. I'm Dino DeCandros. And I'm Daniel Dawson. May the force be with you always. Inside the Tauntaun podcast, please like and subscribe.